Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette, and on this podcast, we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. Uh, greetings here from uh, the pit of existential despair mid-July when I um, am looking to move far, far away to some sort of rainy coast. Uh, I think it was like 95 degrees today. Not a fan. I'm just wilting. I hate it. <laughs> Um, maybe you can hear the fan is on, the dog is panting underneath my feet, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's not great, but, uh, my phone reminded me that this time last year, we had this epic, epic storm, you know, trees down all across our lane, everywhere, um, you know, narrowly missed our house, and, uh, the electricity was out, and including AC, obviously, uh, for about a week, and uh, we tried to stick it out for a day or two, and it actually got kind of dangerous, actually, to be in this house, and so we left, and we um, lived in my dad's upper barn, which is <laughs> a beautiful place. It's, like, a totally redone and everything like that. There was actually, like, a wedding held there before, so it was, like, an adventure, but um, I was having sort of nightmare flashbacks to that because I was also in my first trimester and was super nauseous. So I'm just going to be grateful that I am not nauseous this year while dealing with the heat. Um, And uh, I'm just hoping that um, some family member just buys some house up in Canada or something or or some listener, you know, uh, if you ever do and (laughs) let me know and you want to hang out for two months in summer, uh, that would be great. So yeah, I'm starting today's podcast with um, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack in honor of my sister-in-law who got married a couple weeks ago and she walked down the aisle to Lord of the Rings, which I don't think gets much cooler than that. That's pretty amazing. And uh, then they exited, you know, they walked down the aisle as man and wife to the Star Wars soundtrack. So um, they're a really cool couple, as you already know now, knowing those facts about them. So so that was, uh, you know, June's big adventure. I've been taking a bit of a hiatus here on the podcast, but I have been writing a lot over on Substack. If you're not over there, get on. It's the coolest place on the internet, um, and it's the only place on the internet that I am right now. (laughs) Um, I wrote a long post about it. Well, it's not long. It just, it's, it's a post, a post about it that has really made the rounds about why I deleted my social media. I deactivated all my personal accounts, um, with the intention of it being permanent, at least for this phase of my life. And, uh, Born of Wonder, um, Instagram is still out there as an archive, but, I am not on it. So it's been a little over a month now, a month, and uh, I don't miss it at all. I don't miss it at all. So I'm going to, I'm going to read you um, some of that post. um, And because it's clearly something people are thinking of. I brought it up on the podcast before. Every time I bring up 
tech issues, social media issues, I get lots and lots of emails. And um, so this is clearly something on people's minds. Um, I'll, of course, put a link to the full post in the show notes. And um, yeah, this this post was shared like hundreds and hundreds of times, you know, thousands by by, by the view account, you know, it's it's my most viewed post by like thousands. So um, that's partially because it got shared by some people, you know, with very big followings and things like that. But clearly it's striking a chord and it's not because it's a particularly amazingly written post or anything. It's because of the topic, I think, um, which is this perpetual struggle with social media. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. Um, and then I'm just going to um, update you a little bit sort of on the direction of the podcast. After I shared that post, I sort of got to thinking, you know, what is this project that I'm doing? I have a lot of new subscribers and listeners, and I wanted to clarify uh, just again, sort of what I'm trying to do with this whole thing. What is Born of Wonder all about? So uh, I have about four or five interviews uh, set to record, lots of really interesting people. I can't wait for you to hear them. Um, I am on some podcasts, so those episodes will be coming out. Everyone's sort of using the summer to prep, um, but I wanted, to, I wanted to hop on and just sort of update you guys because I felt like I missed it. I missed podcasting, so, um, but I also have had, um, you know, barely an attention span for uh, reading and things like that because we've been so busy. Summer is... Summer is chaos, you know. It's just, it's just terrible. Okay, if you like summer, I want you to write me an email. Not, I was going to say a long email, but you won't convince me. So it can just be a few sentences. But I want to know why you like it, uh, because I need some reasons to like it. So. Um, yeah, because I need the structure, I need my school year vibes, I need some, you know, hot coffee with my sweater and the pumpkin patch and the whole thing. I, you know, everybody else is like, why are you talking about this in July? But sorry, it's what, uh, what's on my mind. So um, that is what I'm going to do. So I am going to read you uh, just the, the beginning here. Um, or parts sex selections um, from this this social media post um, why I deleted social media and um, I would love if, if you have thoughts about it. I've gotten a lot of messages I know at least 20 people who have directly contacted me who ha have deactivated for the summer and are intending to um, you know permanently deactivate as well um, and I'm just going to tell you right now, I, my, my husband was like, oh, so how do you feel about being off social media? This is, he's also been off social media for like eight years. So it's no big deal for him, but it, it was a big deal for me. I was a pretty big social media user. I liked it, you know, because I think a lot of people who, um, you know, are external processors, like the way I am, um, I process things through writing, um, and, uh, you know, the idea of crafting a story through my Instagram stories, it was a way of, you know, um, of, of telling the story of my life, which uh, you all know that I'm very passionate about that concept. I think it's important and uh, to, to be telling a good story about your life. And I think that I think social media is just the wrong outlet for that. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's doing the things for us that we think it's doing and that it's actually undermining um our attempts to connect uh 
and yeah, I, I don't miss it at all. I, it's it's actually um, much easier than the times when I would get off for Lent or say, oh, I'm only going to sign in once a month or something. Those were hard um, b- it, because I always knew I was getting back on. So there was sort of this underlying anxiety. There was a sort of this um, in the back of my mind, you know, any photos I had, oh, I'll, I'll make an update post with these photos. And also like, who do I think I am? Like a celebrity, like people need to be like updated on my life. Like they really don't. <laughs> And all my friends and family um, know that I will happily send them, you know, tons and tons of animal and uh, photos and photos of the babies anytime. So it's it's not like um, that that my, you know, close relations are missing out here. Um, and, and that's something else I, I thought about a lot is like, who are you talking to? Am I talking to 300 people? Um, you know, that was it's a small following, right, for my personal account. But that's a lot of people. Um, if you think about if you were sitting in a room of 300 people passing around a photo, that's that's a lot of people. Um, of course, with the algorithm, who knows how many people actually see your posts. But um, there's this concept of Dunbar's number, you know, this idea that there's actually only a certain amount of people that we can hold in our heads uh, in a social way. And uh, the sort of the max of that is about one, 150. And if you, and that, that actually, that sounds like a lot, right, to be socially involved with 150 people. But if you really think about it, if you sort of think about, okay, here's your direct family, Family, here are your close friends and then you sort of branch out from them to acquaintances and more distant family and then you have co-workers and people you know through hobbies and your neighbors and people at your church and everything like that like it adds up very quickly um, so so it's okay to not uh, be talking to all that many people um, and working instead on developing closer, deeper relationships with the people in your actual circle. Uh, I think that's more important. I think, um, I've had to reach out directly to people, uh, more and, you know, I was like, I wonder how they're doing. And that can be tiring, um, in a way, you know, it, it's a lot easier to just sort of throw a post up on your story and then people can like it. And that sort of substitutes for the more in for the intensiveness of real friendship and uh and relationship because and sometimes you know somebody sends me some long update back and I'm busy I don't have time to sit down and text them back or give them a phone call back so I think we also have to be okay with people not responding right away you know that you can send a message and maybe they'll respond a day or two later when they have time that's perfectly all right um this idea that we have to be immediately available to all people all the time um is going to rob you of the experiences with the people right in front of you um you know my husband used to say he'd be like okay i'm just going to stop talking until you stop looking at your phone and i'd say oh i'm just responding to a text and it's like well it was that an emergency text almost none of the time no it was just i was just having like three conversations at once you know i was talking to my husband i was talking to a friend i was responding to an email and i mean that's not the way i want to live i don't want to have this fractured attention so anyway that's just for people who have emailed me and asked you know how's it going do you still feel this way yes i do i think i i feel even even better. <laughs> it's not like I magically have an amazing attention span. It's not like I just am just, you know, sitting here just awash in present moments, uh, you know, just, just no anxiety, no problems, anything like that. If anything, it's made me realize, like, how did I have time even to be checking or updating social media? Because I feel stretched to the very edge uh, right now. You know, I, I only have so much time in a day. And, uh, 
I want to use that that time, you know, those precious few hours after bedtime, um, as long as I can stay awake. I want to use them for reading and writing and podcasting and going for walks and, you know, being outside and do you know, doing things uh, that I feel good about doing afterward. It, it makes me upset to think about the times when an hour would go by with scrolling. That's, you know, that's something that was robbed from me. It didn't feel like I consented to that. Um, so anyway, uh, no, I don't miss it. I don't think you will either if you decide to sign off. So um, here we go. I'm just going to read you a little bit here. I'm going to start from the middle of the essay. I like to think of myself as an authentic person, but recently when I went back through some old posts in my archive, I realized how inauthentic I was being. Looking through old stories, things looked amazing. I was living the life. And it actually took me a while to realize that some of those posts were coinciding with incredibly difficult times in my life. It's not that I was lying or trying to be untruthful. I wasn't even trying to hide difficulties. It's just that in many ways, I am a private person, at least about the tough things. And even as I shared lots of pretty photos of home and animals and babies and toddlers, I was having a hard time. I assume everyone is doing this. Some people call it a highlight reel, and I don't think that's necessarily wrong, except that no one thinks of it that way. We assume this is real life, and it's just not. Even when people get real on social media, posting a photo of the disastrous pile of dishes in their sink, a whispered confessional style video for close friends on stories, there's always a tidy caption and a lessons learned. There's usually a filter and there's always the awareness of an audience. This simply cannot be the real earned intimacy of one-on-one -on -one friendship. When you are posting with a wide net, the same post for your family member, your best friend, your coworker, your college roommate, and a high school acquaintance you haven't spoken to in 15 years, you aren't forming a real relationship. Who are you talking to? Of course, this wide net has its benefits. When I posted about nursing struggles or sleep issues or shared about my love of the Scottish Highlands, I would often get back some enthusiastic direct messages. Me too. And of course, this me too, as C.S. Lewis so eloquently said, is the beginning of friendship. And I go on to say how I have made friends through social media, um, through Instagram, primarily through Born of Wonder, and I value those friendships, I really do. And um, I've tried to make an effort to take those friendships off the app. You know, I've, we, you know, send voice memos, we WhatsApp, we send letters. Uh, and sometimes it's okay though to lose a little bit of touch, you know, especially with, with friends, you know, distant friends. People used to travel a lot or move to another country and you may not hear from somebody except by a postcard or a letter for months and it didn't mean that you didn't care about them. Just because you aren't updating someone constantly, it doesn't mean that you can't maintain uh, a relationship. So I want to continue to foster relationships and um, you know gain new friendships and things like that but I don't think I need social media to do that and in fact I think you have to take it off the app for it to sort of go beyond that superficial friendship and become a real friendship. Going back to the essay here I say so here's what it came down to for me here's the ugly truth I just can't handle it maybe you can maybe you can put boundaries on your life and your phone use and log in every now and then and not think of that social media sphere ever again so for those of you who 
use social media in a truly casual way, who don't fall into doom scrolling or overthinking or comparison, this will all sound very dramatic. But I think for many people, especially young people, social media has played an outsized, disproportionate role in their life. It has hijacked areas of their brain related to dopamine and reward, and it has robbed them of their attention spans. This is a real crushing problem. This is serious. I've done months-long fasts and then, like a true addict, logged back on and spent hours of my life binging, catching up, scrolling incessantly, posting updates frantically, and then we're back at square one. I've tried logging in one day a week, two days a month, all to no avail. This is partially because I'm still thinking in Instagram ease, even when I'm not on the app. I'm taking photos and thinking of a caption. I want to live the kind of life that doesn't have captions or hashtags or a like count. And what really drove all this home for me is having kids. My beautiful, sweet children, who I strongly believe deserve to be protected in their innocence and their privacy as they grow and learn and encounter this big, beautiful world. As they grow and live and write their own stories, I don't want them butting up against a public narrative I have already created for them. Joe copies everything I do. So the other night when she was tugging at my skirt while I made dinner and I said, honey, don't be obnoxious, you've got to wait a minute. She started going around saying, you're obnoxious, which is not something I want her to say or to think about herself, as cute as it is to hear a two-year-old's pronunciation of obnoxious. So I really need to watch what I say. She wants to wear a hat like mama. She wants to read a book like mama. And if she sees me on my phone, she wants to swipe, swipe, swipe like mama. So I started feeling like a hypocrite. I kept reading study after study about the dangers of social media and screens for kids, and the whole time I'm agreeing, nodding my head, thinking how awful as I log in and scroll some more. What's wrong with this picture? My kids are part of my life. You'll hear them in the background of podcasts, and you all know that. <laughs> and I'll share here on Substack what we're reading, enjoying, so on, but their faces, their silliness, their individuality isn't for mass consumption. These are my kids, not content. And even though I only ever shared photos on private accounts, it still felt odd to me. And I go on and I, I reference an article from uh, Tish Oxenrider, who actually was, she's the author that really got me sort of propelled to doing this for real, to really logging off um, permanently. She shared uh, what it's like after a year off of Instagram. And um, I found it very compelling and convicting. And, uh, you know, I just realized all the excuses I kept giving weren't valid. Um, one of them was about growing an audience. You know, I was like, I want to write a book. I want the podcast to do well. And um, it's just, there's if you look it up, it's, it's really not, they want you to think you need social media to grow your audience, but you really, really, really don't. Um, and actually, after I wrote this, I actually had somebody email me about writing a book based on this post <laughs> or you know saying wanting to reassure me you know oh, if you want to write a book we can talk so there's don't be afraid of those things like don't let that that be the reason um I think for me I'm 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 going to say that I'm not telling you to sign off by a kind of M because I think it's probably better for you I just I it's not because I I think I'd what I'm saying is I don't think I have a problem with social media. I think social media is problematic because it's designed like a slot machine. It's designed like a gambling. <laughs> it's designed to make you feel like a gambling addict with all the dopamine sensors and everything. I mean, the makers have admitted this. So if you're like, man, I just can't control my use. And um, if you have to jump through so many hoops and like put these like alarms on your phone and stuff like that to not use it, um, then it's probably a problem. You know, um, I don't really feel that way with any other app. It's not that, I mean, I still spend too much time on my phone probably, but I don't have that like sort of like 
itch, like compulsive need to check it. I don't feel that way about Substack. I don't feel that way about email or even text. So I think that that is just something worth thinking about. Um, and I'm just saying this because I gave a lot of excuses and um, Tish's post really, uh, you know, sort of made me realize that they were excuses. They weren't actually reasons. So I just want to offer that to you if that is the case for you as well. And uh, I also, through her post, discovered this great other article by Annalise Roberts called Is Instagram the Narcissist? I'll put that in the show notes as well. And here's a great quote from it. I had this pervasive feeling that I was in danger of being erased. If I wasn't on social media, how would people know I exist? Man, so great how honest she was about that. Um, Here's from my essay. I said, I think this is a bigger fear than most people are willing to admit. Even if you're not creating content or chasing sponsorships or hoping for a book deal, even if you're just sharing cute photos of your family, your latest vacation, your dog chasing squirrels, you are shouting out, please, please see me. This is so human. We want to be seen. We want to be known and loved and validated. We want to share. All of this is so, so good. What beautiful impulses, what deep, real needs these are. I think that is why I get angry thinking about how these apps have manipulated these vulnerable, real desires for the sake of their bottom line. Uh, we all know that feeling, right? You're scrolling through and you'll see, you'll see like a picture of a baby, some horrifying news story, your friend's wedding, an ad, you know, another baby photo, an ad, and it's just... It's so bizarre, isn't it? Um, and it's because you are the product. Your attention is the product. You know, these apps are free because the advertisers are paying for them. So anyway, here's my conclusion here is, of course, Wendell Berry. I was thinking of him. I was thinking every day do something that does not compute. And I was thinking, you know, being on social media doesn't compute. I don't want to be part of this. I wanted to thwart the algorithm. I wanted to be unfindable and unknowable, not a hashtag or a bio line or a tagged photo in someone's story highlights. I had a lot of excuses for not deleting the apps. My groups, Facebook Marketplace, I want to write a book. And I know there are things I will miss. There will be inconveniences. But what will it open up, up for me? What quiet in my head? What books will I read? What will I write? We will see. So there you go. There you have it. There's my my manifesto about signing off social media. Those were just some selections. I encourage you to go over to the post, um, you know, to read the whole thing, but also to scroll through the comments. There are 59 comments as I'm looking at it right now. And it's just really um, interesting and um, validating to know that this is something that a lot of people think about, have a problem with, are trying to figure out how they and if they want um want these these apps in their lives so it's just it's really interesting um but yeah so that that's sort of been my my big summer thing is this sign off um which again sort of once i signed off i didn't really think twice about it it was just sort of like once it was done it was done and i feel great about it um i share also on substack i about some travel with kids tips um like i said we were we went up to new england for my sister-in-law's wedding um, so that was, you know, an adventure. Um, I also reshared an essay about Joan Didion. I think she could be a great summer read. Uh, really, really fascinating. There's a great documentary about her too. Um, the Center Will Not Hold. It's a great, great documentary. Uh, if you're not familiar with her, um, go check out that essay. You can learn a little bit about her. I would recommend reading The White Album, uh, which is a collection of essays she wrote um, during and about the 1960s. Uh, and warning, she's she's bleak. It's like bleak writing, but it's very 
convicting and fascinating and like probably the best journalistic writing I've ever read um, and she really turned the essay into an art form so I really really admire her I also have a post out there about um, we had a sad thing happen um, just a little over a week now a week and a half ago now um, my old quarter horse Denny who I've had for over 20 years he was 28 years old uh, died it was very very sad and sudden and I shared about that and some of the difficult questions it opened up to me about the state of the world is life a tragedy um, and uh, yeah so I shared about that uh, you can read about that on Substack but I wanted to read to you here um, just this post I wrote called what is born of wonder just to uh, you know as we are sort of taking this summer break and I'm just popping on sort of as updating you all um, and then we're gonna launch into a new season with lots and lots of interviews and um, you know, great new books and maybe we'll do a book club or something. Um, you know, fall is going to give me the energy to do that. <laughs> I am getting a lot of these interviews done now though over the summer. So, um, so we will be all set for that. Uh, so I, I'm sorry for the, you know, uh, lack of podcast episodes being posted, but my intuition is you all probably are quite busy. Uh, you know, you're, you're on vacation or you're traveling or, you know, um, you're chasing kids around who aren't in school. <laughs> um, so I, I'm assuming that you all are pretty busy as well. Um, and then we can all, we can all huddle up right with our, with our tea and coffee and sweaters and, uh, good things like that, um, with, with lots of new things in the fall. But just to sort of clarify if you are a new listener or if you've been hopping around episodes, just sort of what I'm trying to do with this, this whole thing with the, my writing and with the podcast and everything else. Um, most of you know who I am, <laughs> Katie Marquette. Um, I worked in public radio for a time um, and then became, you know, doing this thing independently, do, do, do this, my passion project, and also do audio editing. And, um, you know, I've, I've pitched and written and produced pieces for arts uh, institutes and things like that. Um, so I, I still do that as well, but mostly I'm really the wrangler of my two small daughters. Um, I love literature and theo theology and art, debate, nature, animals. Uh, my writing centers around beauty and the various ways we encounter it through books or the natural world or the liturgy or a glorious cup of black coffee. I converted to Catholicism in 2018 from atheism, agnosticism, and that also shapes much of what I write about uh, and talk about on the podcast. Um, my children are a source of endless delight and exhaustion and are teaching me so much about retaining and rediscovering the wonders of the world. Uh, you all have um, met my husband Chris on the podcast before. He's my uh, amazing editor, best friend, and you will oc occasionally hear his guitar playing on, on here as well. And you will often hear his guitar playing on the sound escapes I share on uh, the paid Substack uh, subscription. Um, so speaking of which, what is Born of Wonder? Um, it's a podcast started as an offshoot from my quarantine era project on fairy stories. Um, we've got 74 episodes. That's pretty, pretty great. So, um, I do have my list of favorites. I'll include those in the, uh, well, actually I'll just, I'll, I'll send you over to this post. I'll send you over to this Born of Wonder post on Substack. You can look in the footnote and I, I say what my favorite episodes are. Um, but basically this entire project started because I needed 
I needed a creative outlet for my writing and um, and then it became a podcast as well. And when I wanted to think about what I wanted this all to be about, uh, I came across this quote on his feast day um, from St. Gregory the Great. We make idols of our concepts, but wisdom is born of wonder. So when I thought about what gave my life meaning, I thought of those moments of awe, those Wordsworthian mountaintop experiences of the sublime, the rough wind racing across the hills of the Scottish Highlands, candlelit rarate masses at dawn, out on a horse following hounds at full cry over an intimidating fence, that raw, shocking moment after birth when my babies were put on my chest, extraordinary experiences, wondrous experiences. But I also thought about the everyday wonder, a toddler's laughter, a walk with the dog, the smell of coffee. Can you tell coffee is very important to me? <laughs> a chat with a friend, and I wanted to draw attention to the inherent beauty of those experiences as well. Basically, what it came down to is that even though I love a good debate, loved my college and graduate courses in theology and art, am always seeking the logical explanation, the things that convinced me of the value of life, of the purpose of existence, the inherent beauty of being alive, ultimately of the existence of God, were not concepts but wonder. If I have any wisdom, it is because of wonder, not reason. And I think we live in a world, in a culture, starved for beauty, for meaning, for good, deep conversation. So that is what I'm trying to contribute through my writing and podcasting. Um, and it, it, it makes me uh, wonder again, you know what I mean? Like in the busyness of life and everything else, um, it would be so easy to to not stop and think about these things, to not share, to sort of just get lost in my own head and sort of having this outlet has meant so much to me. So that is what this is all about. I have found so many kindred spirits through this project. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you for listening and sharing and everything like that. Uh, if you can take time to write a review, it would be amazing. Um, if you can leave a star rating on Spotify, leave a comment on iTunes. If you want to share this podcast with just one other person, that is the primary way, not Instagram, um, that podcasts get known and shared and liked and everything like that. So that would mean a lot to me. So that is, uh, that's today's, uh, that's today's episode. I, it's obviously not that formulated, but I wanted to update you all. I know, um, there's, there is a lot of sort of crossover between my Substack, uh, you know, Substack followers and my podcast listeners, but not all of them. I assume I have podcast listeners who don't follow Substack and vice versa. So um, I just wanted to sort of merge those worlds and uh, and just update you all on what I've been thinking about. And um, I have about, uh, you know, six books on my, oh my gosh, what is this dog doing? Bruce, Bruce, can you not dig the carpet while I'm doing this? Um, you know, it's just this pile of books I want to read and that I often start and then fall asleep in a heap um, after a very busy day with the kids. Um, so uh, I know I'm going to have lots to share with you when I get through them. <laughs> uh, really fascinating. Um, it's just, oh my gosh. So, do you ever feel like you're just like, you're, you, you want so bad to just lock yourself in some cabin and read for like a week um that is I've been craving that so bad and I think that's also part of my issue with summer is it's there's too many things to do <laughs> you know my life is busy enough without um sort of just the I don't know just chaos and outdoor 
needs on a farm uh, of summertime. I just, I need my, uh, <laughs> my coal. I was saying to Chris, I need, I need more things like, like dead plants outside, you know, just dead gardens, just cold. It gets dark at like 5 p.m. That, that's great because that leaves a lot more time for reading and writing and thinking, right? So, um, we'll get there. We'll get there soon enough. So, um, my recommendation is, uh, I'm reading some Agatha Christie. I just read a short story of hers called Three Blind Mice. And it's the story that the play of hers, uh, The Mousetrap is based on. And The Mousetrap is the longest running play in history. And, uh, so yeah, I had never read it. It's really good. She got me. I couldn't guess who it was, uh, really surprised me. And it's so fun. You know, she, she, this is her thing, right? She puts this great cast of characters locked in. And in this case, they're locked in, in a snowstorm and one of them's a murderer. So, uh, it's, it's great. It's so good. Nobody does, nobody does it like Agatha Christie. So that's my recommendation. Um, and I hope you're having a fun summer. I hope things are going well. And you can always go to bornofwonder.com, go to the contact me page. Um, but definitely head over to Substack. It's where I'm spending a lot of my time, especially now that I'm off um, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, when I am getting on, you know, I, I, I'm saying I'm not offline. You know, I'm, I'm very online. I'm a very online person, but I'm just off social media. So if you want to, to, keep, to keep in touch online, um, Born of Wonder is uh, the way to go on, on Substack. Um, so I look forward to, to seeing you over there. You know, maybe start one yourself, start writing, start doing something like that. Um, if, that's, that's your, if that's a creative vocation of yours, I hope you're finding time for creative things and, um, and, and just having a fun summer. I hope for your sake that you like summer, that this is fun for you. So I, I wish you well. I hope that you're having fun. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to send us off here um, in honor of um, my sister-in-law, Megan, and um, my new brother-in-law, Ben. I'm going to send us off here with Star Wars. So have an epic rest of your summer. I'll be back very soon. Um, probably not till August, um, but then we'll be starting, you know, when I come back, it'll be with, with a real um, series of episodes, um, like a new season ready to go. So um I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks as always for listening. I'm Katie Marquette, and this is Born of Wonder.
And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. <laughs>